Okay. Today, I want to talk about a uh, a new principle, object-oriented principle I just made up called SFP, the single file principle. And this is also sort of my way of communicating something without saying SRP, single responsibility principle, which uh, tends to get people with their torch and pitchforks out or their stone tablets and preach from the mountaintops or be mad about the people preaching from the mountaintops or whatever. You know, there's been a lot of discussion around it, so I don't really want to talk about it. But basically, this is a really practical principle that I'm going to state as such. If you are implementing a feature, or if you recognize a, I'm just going to use the word feature, um, the, the fancy term would be a reason to change. But if you recognize a feature, or you're adding a feature in your app, see if you can keep it all to one file. If the file is too big, then maybe you'd have to think about this in smaller terms and see if there's sub-features that you can keep to one file. This sounds so silly and so obvious, but I'm telling you, this is actually one of the most valuable patterns that I employ when I'm writing code. So I'll give you a few practical examples and hopefully it'll start to sink in. So when I started writing Livewire, basically, I mean, there's a whole other episode to talk about how how code design uh, emerges rather than is like planned. Like I don't really plan designs almost ever. I just start writing code that feels right. And I just keep following that right feeling and a couple principles and patterns. And I start to see when patterns emerge and then I tackle them and refactor and things like that. I don't think you can really do much planning up front. But anyway, started to build Livewire and certain patterns started to emerge. And here was one. I, when I was, we're going to talk about the make command, the famous make command where you type artisan make or artisan make live wire and then the component name. I had to turn the component name into a class namespace because I need to create that file. And I also need to convert it into a view name, like a blade file name. Um, There's a bunch of other stuff I need to do. What is the name of the component? Is it, you know, if it's counter, it's just counter. What's the name of the class? What's the name of the class namespace? The full namespace, the file path, the view uh, the view name, like livewire.counter and the view file path, like resources, views, livewire, right? So there's a lot of these things. Um, so, and there's relative paths and there's absolute paths. There's just, it goes on and on. And I recognized, so for, for the first iteration, I wrote all this logic inside of the command class, inside of the, uh, the class I wrote called livewire make command. And, but I, I forget exactly where I needed it next, but maybe I wrote uh, the Livewire component discoverer, which we can talk about in another episode, but inside the discoverer, I needed to, I needed to use a lot of this logic. So, you know, I had, I had an option. You have a fork in the road. I could just copy and paste the logic from the command, or I could make an an abstraction. And what would that be? I don't know. Maybe it would be a trait. Maybe it would be some helper functions. I'm not really sure yet. Uh, and as a rule of thumb, I generally just start with copy and pasting. I think um, JMac talks about the rule of three. I don't know if that's something he coined, but I've definitely heard it before. Um, and the idea is that an abstraction or something's not duplicated or like you live with one level of duplication. So if you copy and paste code once, that's fine. But if you need it for the third time, then you should think about an abstraction. It's a good rule of thumb. And I try to follow that myself. But in this instance, uh, so I did that. And then another, I forget the next thing, but I needed it again. And I ended up needing it in a lot of places. And so the question is, how am I going to do, you know, where am I going to put this logic? And it's funny because when I'm saying it, it sounds so obvious. Make a class that's responsible for parsing out all of these different, you know, uh, strings from your the name of the component. Uh, but at the time, you know how these things work. Like if you're literally copy and pasting, maybe it's a little bit obvious, but there's always like a minor variation 
in what one part of the code needs and the other one. So it's hard to recognize the duplication and it's even harder to recognize what the abstraction should be. But basically I ended up making one file called LiveWire. I don't even know. It's changed names a bunch of times. Now it's like LiveWire component parser or something like that. And the idea is you pass in you pass in like the app namespace of the Laravel app and you pass in the views directory and you pass in the name of the component like counter. And then you get all these methods like file uh, class path, class name, class namespace, absolute path, relative path, view name, view namespace, all of these things, contents, stub contents, all this stuff. And now it's all in one file. So I can write a unit test now. Uh, and this is funny because I don't write a lot of unit tests, but when I put, when I isolate all of this logic into one file, then I feel okay about writing a unit test where I can just throw at it like a hundred different permutations. Like I'm going to say test that counter spits out and then a bunch of um, assertions, like specific assertions, like this path, this file path, whatever. And then I do a bunch of those to test a bunch of permutations. And now that class is like really well unit tested and everything else can depend on it reliably. So that's kind of an obvious example, but maybe a harder example is uh, something I talked about in episode eight, where we talked about my new design pattern called, what did I even call it? I don't know. I can't even see in the sidebar right now um, unless I expand. And now I can see it is called the plugin pattern, right? Where I kind of talked about um, making things extensible and I mentioned writing hooks. So refactoring some front-end features to hooks instead of them just being code split out throughout the app. Okay, you probably aren't tracking what I'm saying, so let me break it down. In LiveWire, there are, let's say the, we've been talking about polling, so let's stick with polling. Wire colon poll. You register it, and then somewhere in the code base, in LiveWire's code base, there's a file called node initializer that when a new, when it's a, when it adds a new node, it goes, hey, is there any LiveWire directives on this node? Okay. Uh, and it'll go through a switch statement and be like, is there wire colon pull? Okay, there is. Now set up a set interval, a timer to fire um, an Ajax request every so often. But the thing is, I also need to add code in other places. I need to know that if it updates and it's removed to remove that that interval. So I have to go find the piece of the code where a component uh, element is updated. Um, and there's a bunch more of these things. So like I said before, I kind of had these, I had these, features sprawled out throughout different parts of the code base because that's honestly saying it right now it seems so obvious but that's that's like the thing to that's what you reach for that's your knee-jerk reaction Um, and it's hard to recognize how to do it otherwise but i switched to this hooks pattern where i made this hooks manager where certain parts of the code base fire hooks and other parts register handlers for those hooks so now i have one file in charge of polling and if i delete that file polling disappears from the app. It's completely gone. Same thing with loading states. Anything like wire loading inside LiveWire, that's all happening in one file now. It was sprawled out across like four or five files. Now it's one file called loadingstates.js because I can just register hook uh, listeners inside of this one file. So anyway, I'm not, I don't necessarily expect you to fully grasp exactly what I'm saying in terms of that implementation. But basically, just uh, yesterday, I think, I refactored the front-end code base to take, I think, four or five different features, and I abstracted them all into one file each. So now I have separate files for each of these features, and if I delete the file, the feature is gone. And when I need to work on that feature, I know exactly where to look. And that is the biggest benefit of this pattern, is that whenever I need to work on on this thing, 
I know exactly where I need to work on it. If there's a problem with this thing, I know exactly where the problem is. If I need to write a unit test, I know exactly what I'm unit testing. It is so powerful. It's hard to overstate for me. And it's so simple. Keep things in one file. Um, the, but, but the thing, it's simple to say, but to put it into practice, you'll find that it is difficult because you need to put things in separate files or you think you do. Um, and sometimes you do need to. But um, so just as some little code wisdom for you that I'm finding success with and I'm reminding myself of, try to keep features inside one file. See if you can do it and see if there's refactors that make it possible for you to isolate something into one file. It's really helped me. Um, while I have some time left, I'll read out some of the some of the files that I have in Liveware that I've done this with. I have like a component cache manager. So anything that has to do with a component talking to the caching layer all happens in one file. No other file actually calls on Laravel's cache facade except this file. So it's all right here. Component checksum manager. Uh, this it's kind of this is a story for another time. But so I have all these manager classes, and I don't love. I know it like manager means nothing, but for me it's like it's kind of this. This is the file that handles all the things having to do with this thing. Um, and there's a bunch of other examples, but these are the ones that there's like component dehydrator or component hydrator that handles hydrating and dehydrating a Livewire component. So if you need to do that, and if you're working on Livewire, you will need to do that. Uh, you will need to look in those files and you know exactly where to look. So um, I found this useful in Laravel apps myself. I can't think of an example offhand, but I know that I've communicated this on a couple of different uh, calls in the past month with with people that I've been pairing with. So Hopefully you found this interesting or expiring or <laughs> expiring, inspiring or useful in some way. Um, enjoy twiddling your thumbs on a park bench. Thank you.